Welcome to A Passion to Serve. My name is Don Kitnicki and I'm the host of the podcast. I'm a big fan of storytelling and during this podcast we'll be sharing real human stories about migrant and seasonal farm workers and the work that is being done on their behalf. For example, do you know about the contributions of migrant and seasonal farm workers to the United States economy and the challenges these farm workers face on a daily basis? What about services for farm worker youth in order to lead them on to the path towards self-discovery and self-sufficiency? And what about lessons learned by leaders who have dedicated their lives to serving others through a myriad of programs? These stories and so much more will be part of A Passion to Serve. I hope you decide to join us on this path of discovery. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of A Passion to Serve. In last week's episode, Agricultural Employment Specialist Ginger Vallejo talked about her life experiences as both a farm worker and farm worker advocate. During our follow-up interview, she reflects on the life and legacy of her grandparents, Mr. Felipe Serna and Mrs. San Juana Serna. And now, let's get started. Ginger Vallejo, welcome back to A Passion to Serve. Hi, Don. Thank you very much for having me back. I'm so happy that we have another opportunity to speak together. And I really liked what we were able to communicate, what you had talked about during our first initial um, interview, but there was a little bit more that you wanted to talk about as it related to your grandparents. So I'm just going to turn the conversation over to you. Yes, I think as we know, going back on the conversation we had, you know, I talked a lot about mentors and people that have helped me along the way. And um, I didn't give my grandparents, I think, the credit that is due to them. Just um, me living with them and being raised by them gave me a whole new perspective of, you know, giving back to community. Um, one of the things that I remember very vividly is my grandfather would always make trips back to Mexico and take truckloads of, you know, flour, rice, basics, clothes to not only um, my grandmother's family, but to his. And they always knew that they could count on him. You know, him and my grandmother made the first trip and they sacrificed and they went through so much to give opportunity to us. So I think it's only important. The only way I could ever repay him back is to share those values with my children and share them within the community that I work. And I think that has a lot to do with my advocacy within the farm working community and assuring that if there's an opportunity to share, that I'm going to share it with them to help them succeed and give them a chance like the way I got and the way my grandfather gave me. You know, it's so interesting to me when you were talking, I just was struck by some memories that I have of my parents and how at the moment, I don't know how much I picked up on it, but the older that I get, it really was the actions and how they decided to live their life that really has resonated so much with me. I think of my dad who, when he was growing up, he had a very bad stutter, but his faith and his commitment to church and that community was important enough to him where he would regularly go up and give the sermons during church service. He was a big advocate within our local community, and he was a radio announcer. And this was someone who initially, you know, when he was growing up, he had a tremendous stutter. But, you know, it's interesting how and where our lives move forward in, in kind of unexpected places when that passion and that desire is there. I can honestly say that 
my passion to serve the community, you know, even though my target audience has always been farm worker because that's what I'm close to. You know, I work with very various different agencies to assure that, you know, there's less people that go to bed hungry or cold or without. And that that came from a very young age of, like I said, just by example, seeing, you know, um, being a part of it, us helping, you know, like we were talking about earlier in the other conversation, you know, I became like a translator and a, you know, a document writer and a reviser at a very young age because I was very fortunate to um, live with them. And we didn't have much, but we made it. And, in, and that is so important. I think, you know, as you grow and you have your family, those values need to be continued no matter where you're at financially or economically. If you move up, you need to help. You know, if you're where you're at, you still need to help because there's always somebody that has a bigger struggle. And I, I think that's one of my 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 things when I, I wake up in the morning, I think, OK, what do I got to do today and how am I going to get this done? Well, and and it's interesting, too, how even when we go through those difficult moments that when we have that type of mentorship and that type of support, even when we're young, you know, it doesn't feel the same um, just knowing that there's someone who you can really rely on and count on no matter what. And I think we were both blessed to have that in our lives, Ginger. Yeah. It teaches resilience for sure. Like even the, just the, um, when you have a negative situation, I remember one time we were coming back in Arkansas, there was, uh, my grandfather had trouble with his, um, vehicle, you know, and just the way he handled it and took care of it and thought about, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to do, you know, take care of all, how are we going to make sure that we make it to our next destination? And we actually ended up stopping at this uh, rest area there in Arkansas, in Hope, Arkansas, that a lot of the farm workers from the 70s and 80s, you know, remember. Right. Yeah. And um, Don, one of my first trips that I got when I became an agriculture employment specialist is I got to go to this um hope center not as a farm worker but as an advocate for a farm worker and try to build an mou so that any farm worker that passes through arkansas you know has we get that information we have that ability and i just found the the picture the other day and i'm like wow i cannot even believe you know i'm on the other side of of it now and given back and those are the kinds of things that i'm so very grateful for those are opportunities that i'm very grateful for because not only um, do have I learned to do them with my work, but I have the experience with my life. It's interesting when those kinds of events happen and it's almost like your life comes full circle. Yes. Are there yes. any other events or anything specifically about your grandparents that you would also like to share with our audience today? Yeah, I just, you know, they had 15 children and their two oldest sons. Um, you know, I had a conversation with my grandfather and I was really lucky because I got him when he when he was a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Right. And I think this is why my right. relationship with him is so very special. We would go fishing together. And he told me about his two oldest sons, which he never really talked about because they were on the way to Mexico with my aunt and she survived. And they had a horrible car, um, car accident with the bus and they passed. And that changed his life very much. And they were on the way to Mexico to drop off supplies to my great grandmother, which she lived to be 104. And we took care of her always. And that event changed his life. 
And that event um, changed all of our family's lives because it changed the course of the two individuals that were the strong leading um, people of the family. You know, they're gone. They took care of the younger siblings. They helped the family. And uh, my grandparents overcame that. And still, you know, just to see the hurt in his eyes when he talked about that and see that he lost them when he had sent him to on, on, he sent him to go give them that. And then he lost his two sons. It was something that he dealt with. But I think as a family, he always, he knew that it, that he couldn't hold on to that. And he said that he thought about it a lot, but that he couldn't feel guilty about it forever. And to me, that was like, cause my grandfather was very stern, very old fashioned, very, he spoke very little, but when you, spoke to him and he spoke to you you knew he meant you know whatever was coming right so I got to experience a lot of that and I'm so very grateful and with my grandmother you know as we all took care of her in her last days she had a scar in her foot and I said mom what is this scar and she said oh it's just a horrible and I said what happened and she said that when my grandfather and her crossed the real grand, that she stepped on a three-horned toad and that she had to literally bite on a towel that they had so that they wouldn't yell because, you know, the Border Patrol would then hear them. And that she could see, like, the, the frog, like, and she was trying to take it out. And that was the scar she had. And I'm like, oh, my God. When you hear those stories, if if you don't appreciate or if you don't, think about those things that your ancestors went through to give you opportunity, then nothing's ever going to give you empathy, you know, because we didn't have to go through that. They gave us the bridge to get there. It's amazing how um, it's good to reflect on those types of experiences and those stories, because it really does put everything into perspective. And, and when you were sharing about what your grandfather had gone through, I was thinking too, how, the longer that the longer that I've been alive, it's that whole area, the the most important part of my life that I focus on really has to do with forgiveness, forgiveness of others and also forgiveness of self. And I think for me in some in some instances that forgiveness of self is a little bit trickier and more harder than mm-hmm. it is to give it to others. But I think that's such an important lesson. Yeah, and I think that he for a long time he held on to that, but I don't know. It's just we were we used to go in Texas. There's a lot of canals and you set up, you know, fishing spots and stuff. And then one of them, he talked to me about that. And it was just a very quiet ride home. But I know that it was like a big relief. And, you know, and, and they traveled to Michigan and they worked. And my grandmother was such an amazing lady. Not only did she have 15 children, she was like the caregiver in the um, in the camps. Like, you know, she took care of other people's children as well. And she would make these big lunches. And if the fields were anywhere near us, you know, and, and what, when I was younger and I wasn't working yet, we would fill up a little radio wagon and take them out to my aunts and uncles, you know, with just with big lunches and stuff like that. And those are just, they're not memories of like, that I'm building now with my grandchildren, like of Disney and all these amazing trips to all these amazing zoos and places. But gosh, those memories are like deep, deep in my heart. And like I said, I'm just so very grateful that the universe landed, I landed with them 
and they took care of me as their own. And I got the experience that I had with them because it really did. Once I grew up and I got my stuff together, I realized how important those lessons were. Well, Ginger, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experiences with your grandparents, with me and with our listeners. And that really honestly is why I I enjoy so much doing this podcast. It really is about storytelling that the experiences that you just communicated about, they need to stay alive, that people need to be aware of it. And it makes such a huge difference in how we view ourselves and, and the community and what's going on around us right now. So thank you so much for joining me again on A Passion to Serve. Thank you so much, Don. I really appreciate it. And I love storytelling. And thank you for doing this. I know that it's been a labor of love and I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to season two, episode 13 of A Passion to Serve. A Passion to Serve listeners are now able to leave a voicemail message and offer your input about the episode or episodes you've been listening to. Please use the link provided to leave your message and I will include your comments during an upcoming episode. You can continue to find the podcast on the links provided. Until next time.